This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and welcome back to Laughter the Club. Um, tonight we have with us Jeanette out in Los Angeles. We got Kij in Miami. We got Pamela Lace, I believe, um, for the time being. We'll see how She's long that lasts. Here. All right. We got Drake at slash Cody Cavalry. And tonight we have Chris Huerta slash Pau Cristal slash Huerta Wait Go on Twitter. Um, so thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. And um, yeah, so I guess we'll just dive into our normal stupidity. Um, so Jeanette, you want to start off with your topic? Yes. Thank you, Jeff. So um, I don't know how many of you guys were able to listen to Mystery Crate this week. It was Dad Pod, Amin, Roy, and Chris attempting to give dad advice to uh, father to be Billy Gill and I guess doing their best to help our favorite hypochondriac uh, neurotic worrier on his voyage to fatherhood and I just have to take exception to a lot of the advice that they gave him because it was really uh, for the years of experience of fatherhood there it seemed to be lacking and it was just like (laughs) let's just talk and not really give this have the guy say what are you worried about and, uh, you know, just that back and forth, that seemed to be lacking. Like Chris right away, he's like, she should get a C-section. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Like no. 2021, no, don't say what another woman, how another man's woman, how she should deliver their child. No. Um, and then also the issue I had was with the crib about you have to get the crib done. You have to, you know, it's the one thing you got to get done. Spend your whole Saturday putting this crib together. Um, I know that there's only three of us right now that have children. So as a, it'll be a, might come as a surprise to those of you that don't have little newborns, but a, a child can most likely sleep safely and comfortably just about anywhere. So if you don't have the crib up, it's not a big deal if you have a bassinet, even the car seat will do. 
So if you're leaving that to like the last minute and you don't get it done because your baby comes early or whatever, don't take it as like, oh my God, I've already failed as a father because you can really put that baby to sleep just about anywhere. You know, they're mostly mushy at that point, don't have a lot of bones that'll make it hard for them to be comfortable. So it's not really a big deal. So the pressure they put on him to build the crib, which I don't think he even has yet, was incredibly unnecessary. So Billy, keep on spackling. And if you got to leave that crib to the end, do it. Don't worry about it, bro. You'll be all right. Yeah. So for us, um, she's 100% right. So we didn't even use our crib till probably two or three months in. So we we first used the... Uh, what we call a pack and play. I don't know if that's nationwide, the, the term for it, I guess it's kind of a bassinet, but it's, you just literally unfold it and it's a, it's a flat um, surface that, um, that you put right, literally right beside your bed. So the, uh, your crib um, in her room, we, we didn't use it till, till three months in and, and she, she either slept in the, in the pack and play or with us in bed. So yeah, the crib's, Super overrated, not um, not a super time-consuming um, ordeal in terms of the the first few weeks that that you have to get done. So I'm I'm with you, Jeanette. I agree. Also, um, we used the crib, but I well I should say I used the crib with Claire because I was super anal about like her having her own space and all that dumb stuff. And by the time Vivian came along she slept with me like we slept upright in a chair I was nursing all the time um it and it became so much less of a deal like she was probably six months old before she even slept in her bedroom so it's not an urgent thing at all I don't think and I also um used the pack and play like Drake did um because then I could sleep on the couch and the baby could sleep in the pack and play. And I didn't have to wake up the whole house every time the baby got up. I have a question about that, Pam. Um, so obviously I have no kids and I know a lot of people do this is like sleep with their child in their bed. Um, are you not scared that you're going to crush your child? Like that would um, be my concern. <laughs> uh, no. You don't sleep that soundly with a new baby. <laughs> So I don't know that I was ever really asleep and I was almost always nursing. So especially then after Meredith came along and I had a one-year-old and a newborn. So um, I don't ever feel like I was in an actual deep sleep. Yeah. And when you, and when you have, when you have your first kid, you, you gain a six, a new sense in terms of like, if you're sleeping with them, you just you evolve your brain in terms of okay, I can sleep and not and make sure that I'm not gonna murder my child. Yeah, I agree. Um, an underrated skill from being a child that helps in this moment is building pillow forts. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would collect a couple <laughs> pillows, build a barrier between me and my son when he was that age. So if I did have to roll over to like that one side, I knew I wasn't like going to crush him and, you know, be, be the cause of his demise. So if you were a time, practice your pillow fort building skills now, because it'll come essential when you become a parent. Yeah. And if you get that, um, if you're, 
wife or significant other has the um, pillow that's made for pregnant women, that would be an excellent barrier between you and baby because they're like six feet long and they're pretty thick and substantial. So, baby. <laughs> so, so in a uh, total 180, I guess not a 360 because that would put us back at where we are now. Yeah, okay. So, um, let's go out to Pow slash Chris for his uh, his lopic because this was fun. Okay, so, um, I think it was during the first hour on Thursday, they were talking about, or Billy asked Ron McGill, like, would he eat a chocolate bunny if it was still alive? If he knew like it was made out of chocolate and that kind of had a discussion. And throughout the interview with him, they would ask him just like, he would ask him about, would you eat a bunny made of this? And then uh, I think Ron said he liked cheesy eggs. So he asked me if you would eat a bunny of cheesy eggs. So my topic was what kind of bunny would you like, you know, to eat? I chose um, a tater tot. I don't know how, Ooh. I don't know if we would have to Ooh. change the name of that, but like a tater tot bunny, I would really enjoy that just because I like tater tots. Bunny. <laughs> bunny. <laughs> um, I like this. I think I was, I was thinking about this earlier. I think I'm going to stick to my initial answer. I just like the idea of a ceviche bunny. I'm not really sure how that would work because there's so many little bits and like it would have to be kind of <laughs> melt. But no, I'm going to stick with I would eat a live ceviche bunny. They find a way to keep it together. Yeah. Jeanette, what, what kind of bunny are you eating? <laughs> God, we're stupid. Uh, well, today we got into a really great conversation about sandwiches. And uh, I, I would like to point out that an underrated and an under, underappreciated sandwich is grilled cheese. So mm. if I was, you know, hiking along um, the LA River and I stumbled upon a bunny, I would like it for it to be a grilled cheese filled bunny. And that would satisfy me on my hike. Can but, I get but, an amin? <laughs> amin! But, but here's another question, though. That was a great um, one. If, if it was... If it was a ch grilled cheese bunny that had been walking around near the L.A. River, it presumably may have been drinking water out of the L.A. River. So I'm not sure I'd want to eat that bunny. <laughs> My dad used to take a swimming in the L.A. River by El Monte, so it didn't kill me then. It's probably not going to kill me now. You're good. So. You're probably immune to COVID now. <laughs> Kish, what are you eating? Are you eating a, a penguin bunny? <laughs> I think I'm just eating an actual bunny. Uh, I, th I was thinking about how to how to cook it too. You know, no, I but it's gotta be live. <laughs> nah, nah, deep. Oh, if it's alive, I don't know if it matters if it's alive or not. But I would. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Does it? could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can, you can do the whole like lobster cooking thing where you know you have live lobsters and you put them in the in the boiling water. But instead, it'd be like oh God. Uh, well. Lobster kind of lock that moisture in those bunnies are like uh a little bit gamey a little bit dry so i think that would help God damn it. Oh. <laughs> okay glenn close i think Peta is going to cancel us next <laughs> probably <Good fuck. laughs> well out to drake <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna say i would i would definitely devour a fried chicken bunny um that's Ooh. uh 
that's going to be my uh, my mm. governor in terms of the line. So yeah, a uh, a nice little um, fried chicken breast of of a little rabbit would uh, would be fair game for me. Not right now. Um, after the uh, we got a couple more forty more days on our um, our fitness grind, but after then, I would definitely tear up a, a good old fried chicken bunny. Oh yeah, Drake, Drake. Well, we got you. You want to um, you want to bring up your uh, new job topic, maybe? Sure, sure. So I uh, just started um, a new job this week. I transitioned from teaching and coaching now to um, I'm a business development rep for an engineering company. Um, so my my topic is, what is your favorite and least favorite parts of starting a new job? Oh God, did I skip Pam? Wow. <laughs> Uh, anyway leave it all in all right yeah real quick this is what we're gonna do pam you give us what bunny you want to eat and then also answer drake's question about the new job wait what was the question i was busy bitching about getting cut from the bunny chat (laughs) what is your lead or your most favorite and least favorite part about starting a new job ah Okay. Um, pizza bunny, always pizza bunny. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my favorite part about starting a new job is you don't know yet about the stuff you're going to hate. So it's all exciting and you, you know, you feel positive and it's a new beginning. You don't know about the annoying person yet, or the one thing, the one piece of your job that you actually hate doing all that is waiting to happen um the thing I hate most about starting a new job is all the stuff that you don't know that causes me anxiety like is it okay if I park here um I wonder what the lunch situation is gonna be uh am I supposed to bring my own coffee do they provide it like all those details that shouldn't matter that cause me Billy leveled anxiety Jeanette uh I would say the exciting part about starting a new job is um the that period where you get to not pay attention to other people's names and your excuses like I'm new here I'm sorry I'm I'm still learning I'm bad with names I'm bad with faces (laughs) Um, and you can get away with like that kind of stuff, you know, like be, being late to meetings because it's like, I don't know the layout late, you know, yet. I'm so sorry. So things of that nature where you can be a, a, a goof off and you have a built in excuse for those, um, you know, those incidents. So has and anyone then, claimed to be good at names ever in the history of names? Jeanette? You've, Jeanette, you've claimed to be good at names. Why would you do that to yourself? No, yeah. I, I say that I'm not. So like if oh, you yeah, are yeah. having a conversation yeah. and you like say something about that person and let's say they're there, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I totally forgot. Like whatever. It's an, ex- you know, you have an excuse to, you know, you don't really have to pay attention to a lot of people because you're like, oh, I, I, I you know, I don't know names. I, I'm really bad with faces, whatever. So if you're, if you're yeah. like, oh, I didn't mean to be rude to you because I forgot your name the other day. I'm just bad with names. So you have a- No, no, I, I got that. I was just saying that, like, I feel like everyone says I'm bad with names. 
and I have never met anyone who's like, oh no, I'm actually really good with names. Like, yeah, because you you're setting yourself up to fight. You're setting yourself up to fail. Exactly. I could see Stu Gott saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good with names. <laughs> I'm really good with no names. Buddy. Guy's names. Especially well, the Tony Collins. You should ask Tony Collins. Yeah. So that's one thing I like. And then one thing I don't like about starting a new job is just. Um, Oh, shoot. What wouldn't I like? Uh, filling out paperwork. Anything that has to do with like, and, and here's your insurance and here's your parking and all that, you know, that initial paperwork. Uh, I don't like it. So whenever that's given to me, in the old days when you used to get paperwork, I would dilly dally and be like, let me choose the right pen. And how am I going to write this? How big or how small <laughs> am I going to make my letters? And how big, you know, me, I am a jerk because when I get something to sign, I make my signature as big as possible. It'll go outside the box. So I've had paperwork returned to me saying, you need to stay within the box because we can't accept it. Corporate won't accept it. So I have had to redo paperwork many, many times because I am an egomaniac about my signature. Uh, Hancock. <laughs> my um, Hancock is small, actually, because my name is so long. Gross. Um <laughs> <laughs> so that's I, going in the book yeah there you go <laughs> uh, so i would say on this one you know it's not once i get to a job and like once i'm there i'm fine it's the before i get there the first day or something like that like this happens to me if i'm going to like a party or something i get like really terrible anxiety before I leave to go do something, particularly if I haven't done it or been there before. So the worst part for me is like the hour or two before my first day. And then the best part would be, um, I don't know. I don't really like working. (laughs) But then in terms of the stuff that you worried about, the once you get home 5 30 at night you have a beer you're like why did i fucking worry about this shit yes you know like it's yes. the dumbest shit ever it was like what like the first time i met you guys i was terrified and oh, then God. i was like why the hell was i scared of these people my mo is to worry about stuff that doesn't matter and isn't going to affect anyone like that's that's how i operate let me worry about this thing it doesn't mean... matter <laughs> I mean, Pam, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I substitute teach. So going to like a new school or different classrooms constantly, like it's always like starting a new job all the time. Um, and just that those first couple, like I would say maybe that first hour of them filling you out and you filling them out, them trying to see what they can get away with sometimes, like. You'll know usually too, because the teacher, like how, if a teacher leaves you, like depending on the lesson plan they leave behind, you'll have a pretty good idea. And they'll tell you like, I'm so sorry, right ahead of time. Like they, they'll get ramped up around this time. But um, yeah, that's, it's, it's constantly just like starting that over all the time. But when you have classes that, that you've had before, it's always generally pretty easy sailing at that point. What, uh, what grades do you sub for? Um, I've done them all uh i'm i'm i got my teaching credential i'm gonna you know i'm applying for jobs right now i want to teach history preferably middle school um why why 
Uh, I had eight, I had eighth graders like on a long-term sub position last year. And I just, I don't know why, but I really enjoyed kind of seeing them just go from that, like that innocence of childhood. And some of them were more mature than the others and just kind of that dynamic and chaos. I, I kind of liked it and was drawn to it. Um, uh, you're so, a better man than I am. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> high school, those, I, I those did my student teaching good. in high school. So that was much easier. That was yeah. in, in talking to high school students is much easier as well. Yeah. But a lot of high school, a lot of high schoolers are at the phase to where they just don't give a fuck and they're not, you're, you have no chance regardless of what kind of, uh, what you put into them. So, yeah. Uh, well, middle schoolers are, they're kind of a clean slate in terms of how you can build a relationship with them and, and go from there. So, yeah, they get the, you can gauge their interest a lot easier, which is always yeah. really nice. Yeah. Teaching it. <laughs> the teachers what do you got kid um so worst thing about starting a new job is always one figuring out what the whole parking situation is going to be uh, i drive so that's always a pain in the ass and if you're not driving like still figuring out the metro making sure you're not there late on your first day and trying to make a good impression uh that's always hard and also with like the whole good impression thing is right like your first impression is always going is usually going to last and um like also trying to navigate the uh, like hierarchy or dynamics between different people um, within your job is always tough and trying to figure out like, oh, is this person my boss or like somehow above me? Like I know I'm new, but what's the dynamic here? Um, and the good thing is, for me at least, so I've recently also changed jobs. Um, and for me, what was good was actually that people were desperate to like uh be on my good side because they knew that they would need me so i'm like a biostatistician um at a at a lab and none of these motherfuckers know anything about math or coding so they're gonna have to rely on me a bunch so they're trying to get on my good side and that was great <laughs> I like that positive attention what else should we move on to what about Jeanette? didn't you have something about bunnies Yes. Talk about, you mentioned that earlier. Right. Um, so while we're on, we're on the subject of animals, uh, bunnies, there was a point in my childhood where we actually had pet bunnies. We had one, we had two. And we had them in a little cage in the backyard. It was very secure and we would go and let them loose on the grass and would play with them, handle them very gently and then put them back and, you know, they were good. So this was at the point where my brother, he was, I think, like two or three, and he was, you know, eating on his own, developing his fine motor skills. And I guess he happened to go inside the little enclosure. And when he came out, his hand had a little bit of the rabbit pellets, the poops. So maybe I believe he associated them with maybe like cocoa puffs or grapes or something, because we noticed that he had stains around his mouth and on his teeth. And oh, through, through some detective work, we kind of figured that he was going in there and eating these things. So there was a point where my mom had to like, let him know that it's not food, what it was. And, you know, as, uh, as a parent, sometimes you have to be 
can either be very soft or very strong in these situations. So she chose to be very strong. And it was just like, it's shit. You're eating shit. Don't eat fucking shit. You're going to die or something. <laughs> because that's the only way you'll learn sometimes. So yeah, uh, I believe he stopped. He, he stopped. He never did it again. I think he it may have lasted for a couple of days. So uh, he's fine now. He's doing good. No long-term damage came of it. But it was just a weird phase that he had so my look- question oh sorry kish very good they do look exactly like cocoa puffs that's all i was gonna say i my- I, <laughs> I took care of a bunny for like a summer and that 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 bunny was shitting everywhere all over the apartment and it was such a pain in the ass to pick up pick it all up all the time luckily it wasn't my apartment it was my girlfriend at the time's apartment so i didn't have to do much of that <laughs> oh jeff oh we have we got a couple dogs on the pod Couple of dogs cutting it up. This is Tamu. This is Chewy. Oh, oh. Chewy. It's Tamu's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to Tamu. Happy birthday, Tamu. Good luck. <laughs> like how Tam was saying happy birthday while she's actively falling asleep. <laughs> I oh, I have Lord. to go back to the bunny thing because I have a question. Um, so it lasted a couple of days. So does he not have developed taste buds to know that poop doesn't taste good or does bunny poop not taste bad? That's a good question. Well, it's, it's, aren't, isn't it like a mixture of like certain kind of veggies compressed into each other in their food? So like, yeah, but but it's still poo. It probably tastes, it probably smelled bad, but it probably tasted like cereal. That's what I would imagine. So I mm. think that was part of what lured him into eating it. You know, like, uh, oh, it's probably like Cheerios or Cocoa Puffs yeah. or um, Kicks. You would think if it tasted bad, he wouldn't have gone back the second day and gotten more. Yeah, very, very solid point. Like, I, I yeah, right. It's like decomposing <laughs> uh, plant matter that's there like it can't be great but it's probably bland enough to kind of uh somewhat taste like a cereal of some sort yeah and uh this was also not like a large bunny these were little tiny bunnies they were still small so maybe that makes a difference maybe if it had been like a full-grown rabbit with a more developed digestive system and um you know, nutritional needs, there could have been a distinct difference in the flavor. I don't know. I'm only guessing. So just to be clear, because I got up to go to the bathroom really quick and I came back. Um, like just to clarify, we, we're, we're, we're talking about eating feces. Bunny Correct. feces. Bunny feces. Ba- baby bunny feces. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you for that. We'll continue on with your conversation. I don't know if there was much more there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he ate poop. Like he ate poop for a couple uh, days. Okay. Get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, get him on the pod. <laughs> oh. oh, oh dear. Um, all right, Kish, you want to go with your uh, <laughs> your <laughs> God damn it, Kish, you want to go with your uh, uh, theme park lopping there. Yeah, so you know how there's like uh, Harry Potter World and there's a Star Wars like theme park kind of thing in Disney right now. Um, I actually was talking to a friend. We had this idea like what if like our like 
chosen theme park if we could go to would be something like an Epcot. But instead of different countries that you visit, you would visit actually different restaurants. And these restaurants are from different TV shows or movies. So like the first one that came to my mind was actually like uh, the Krabby Patties from SpongeBob. And like trying those out. Like I think those would probably taste pretty similar to In-N-Out Burgers actually. Um, also like, you know, like the Central Perk Cafe from Friends, uh, the, pizza, the pizza place from Futurama. There's probably a lot more that I'm not thinking of right now that are better. And maybe y'all have some suggestions or y'all have some suggestions for like uh, better or, or the theme parks that you prefer to go to. That'd be like immersive in that way. Okay. Okay. Let me go. Let me go first on this one. Cause I got a couple here. All right. So first off, if we're going with restaurants from TV shows, um, I mean, there's the diner from Seinfeld. That would be a great one. I, I, I would Personally, I would like there to be some sort of attraction at your theme park where um, there it's the it's the bar from Cheers. It's Cheers, right? But before you go in, you type in your name to something, and then when you go in, everybody turns and goes Norm, except it says Kish, and it's wonderful. And then you feel so welcome, and it's just like the original show. Um, and then I think, the third, yeah. yeah. And then I think I would also, I think the crab, the the crusty crab's good. I'm trying to think, what was the restaurant from Rocco's Modern Life? That's what I would like to see. Can't remember. Well, it's escaping me. So, anybody else have anything? Is, is it true that the restaurant from Rocco's Modern Life is called Choky Chicken? That sounds right. Yeah, that, I'm telling you, like special. those those early '90s Nickelodeon <laughs> cartoons, man, they were like very, very adult. So staying on the uh, the Maybe. chicken topic, um, everyone is going to want to go to Los Pollos Hermanos. No, Ooh. yeah, that's a that's that a that's one. a shoe in. Um, mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. and then my also my other one is also um, Little Nero's Pizza from Home Alone. Ooh, Ooh nice. nice. guy with the really good. Uh what what do you got, Kish? I want to ask you. It was your yeah. topic. What do you got, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm like freezing to death and trying to get through this. Leave me alone. It's probably like 70 degrees out there. Like it is <laughs> in the 50s. Oh god. Hold on. Let's see. So mine is kind of cheating because it is from a TV show, my restaurants, but they're also real restaurants. So from the office, they always get pizza from Antonio's Pizza Cafe, which is a real restaurant in Scranton that I've been to and is delicious. And they also, when they go like to nice dinners, they go to Cooper's Seafood. And Cooper's is a real seafood place in Scranton, which I've also been to and is also delicious and has a whole room of office stuff that's unbelievable. So that's dope. Yeah. So there you go. I've always wanted to try a good burger with the secret sauce. Oh, <gasps> Ooh, that's really wow. good. Wow. Good that call. might be the winner. So that's yeah, what that I was fun. kind of thinking of with that. And then when you say alternative theme park, I had mentioned that I would want like a challenge style theme park with like you can do all the you know, crazy things like diving out of a helicopter and swimming to, you know, go ring a bell or something. 
I don't know. They've always had really cool challenges on there. And I feel like it'd be kind of fun to go experience that. And I feel like MTV's kind of sitting on a gold mine there. You need like a lot of liability waivers though. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> True. What, what would a <laughs> Levitard... alcohol and then letting them go try it out. Yeah. yeah. What would a Levitard show theme park look like? Hmm. There'd be a mashed potato pool. Would <laughs> <laughs> you go pole vault? Pole vault a pool. There'd be yeah. a grave death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, um, fountains everywhere. Oh, cafecito <laughs> drinking fountain. I like that. It'd probably burn. You know what I've wanted ever since that? You're, what was that movie that Adam Sandler did where he found out he was really rich all of a sudden? Mr. Deeds. Yes. Ever since that movie, I have wanted a Hawaiian punch water fountain. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jeanette, our theme park would be called Ivy Park, and it would just be (laughs) shoes and athletic wear that we don't need and can't afford and keep buying anyway. Yeah, sign me up now. I'll be a season ticket holder, annual pass holder. I will pay that markup for a 2% discount at the register. <laughs> right. You, me, and Morgan constantly. Like, And we'd have to live there because we'll lose our houses because we'll spend all of our money there. Right. And then they'll schedule for uh, Beyonce to show up on the most inconvenient day for like 30 minutes and we'll always miss her. And yep. it'll and they'll tell us, but if you renew, we'll guarantee the next time. And that's how they'll trap us. Like that we oh. need her, but we never will. No. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. So my ideal, I guess, restaurant from the land of fiction that I would want to be real, and it, it kind of happened, but you know, I didn't get to go there, was the Max from Saved by the Bell. So I think it combines a lot of the elements that we've been talking about. It's uh, nostalgic burgers, shakes, fries, hanging out with your friends after school, uh, getting to look at, you know, the, the, you know, the cute people and whatever. So I think that would be a great place. Or if I just didn't meet those standards, I guess the other one would be the peach pit from 90210. I always, I always like wondered what was up with that place. So that would have been cool, uh, places to like hang out. With another, uh, nominee pizza planet from a toy story. Yes. 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 I have the a t <laughs> Nice. Which that was a which great re- limited that was a great limited fake. <laughs> <laughs> which which restaurant from um like our business from a movie or TV show do you feel was like really definitely just laundering money and not conducting actual business? Los Boys Romano. Well yeah. Krusty Crab. <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. Oh, Krusty Krab's definitely laundering money. And then the casino from what's the show? The most uh gosh dang. I can't think of it now. I just went blank. Um the somebody Phil. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's better to leave it's better to let it not be filled. The um, guy the guy in the <clears throat> who moved to the he he was busted. He's in trouble with his um, guys at home, and then they move. He moved his family to Ozark. Uh, movie? Yes, yes. Ozark. Ozark. Oh, Ozark. I, I was gonna go Beverly yeah, Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> but that was he didn't he have didn't, a restaurant. You know, and also, he didn't get in trouble. He just found Texas tea. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he destroyed oh, yeah. the environment. That's a kind of trouble. Do you think he plays- He was shooting for some food, though. He can't help it. Next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. All right, so- Swimming <laughs> 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 pools. Yeah. Movie stars. They play. They, they eat on the billiards table. Um I was waiting for the banjo solo. Damn it. You okay, Jeanette? You good? Go to commercial. Oh, Morgie's here. Hooray. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually dying. I've killed her. Janae, you good? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm informed I'm being too loud. Hi, Morgan. I'm, I'm so Morgan. glad I stayed awake. <laughs> uh oh, she's eating. Uh -oh. I'm Penny! Yay. Yay! Hi, Morgan. Hi, guys. How are things? Um, I'm happy now that Pam's here. Yeah, she's been. I just knew that tonight would be too. the night we would meet up, so I stayed yeah, away. None of the rest of you. I'm not here for any of you. Just Pam. Oh, you Same. just you just missed out on um, our discussion of an Ivy Park theme park. Oh, I just took my jacket off because I look like a wanker. I might put it back on. <laughs> We did Great. talk about you in the theme park discussion, though. Do I have to buy tickets to the theme park? I think I've spent enough. Yeah, annual passes, and you, me, and Jeanette will end up losing our houses, and so we'll have to live there. Oh, and I'm, I'll be warm, though, because one of the jackets is warm. <laughs> oh, that, those are clean. Good thing this isn't an audio medium. Ooh. Aren't they gorgeous? For for our listeners, Jeanette's like, showing us some uh some shoes. The fact that Perfect. I can just like not some shoes. These are Ivy Park Forum mid flashing lights. Please show some respect. Ah, mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like him. He can come back. Like some. <laughs> yeah, Morgie. Um, Morgie, have you have you met have you met oh. Pow slash Chris? I don't know if you I'm have Morgan. formally. I don't know if he's met me. Like I don't. Yeah. Mean, okay. I that, that I don't know if you see my jacket. Look at Morgie. Woo. Ooh, it's cozy. That's a fly it's jacket. Cozy, Kish. You don't get cozy at Ivy Park, please. He said it was warm. Hey. This warm, is the cozy. But oh, that's not the warm one. My bad. It looks. I like the This is fun. Hi, that's Chris. Nice. Not Paul. <laughs> that's a nice. That's a nice mask, Jeanette. She's got the Ivy Park mask. <laughs> Are those your free ones, Jeanette? Nice. Yes. Yeah, free free with promo code Ivy Park. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Are we an Ivy Park pod now? We should. We should become one. Oh, yes. well, we, don't, we, we don't get those here because apparently we don't have COVID, so they don't send the masks down here. Yeah, because you guys shut down when you have one case, and we're out here like taking all of our masks off, just like 
rubbing our nipples running through the streets like nothing's it's happening funny. anymore. <laughs> Call it for yourself. Hollywood was meant to play in a state today that had one case, and so they didn't go there. Things are pretty much normal back here now. We're getting closer, man. We're getting off. We're getting close, I think. Like, we're probably, what, two, three months out from all of us being able to get a shot. So once that happens, like, we're chilling, I think. But I wouldn't know I knew that. That is one thing I got to give. I got to give the new administration credit for, dude. It's like, take what take your politics like out of the picture, whatever the hell you want to say. We're pushing three million shots a day in the states now, and that's like a lot. Uh, yeah. If we were pushing three million shots a day, we'd be done in a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like it's a no. lot, a lot. That's a little lot. Um. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I was kind of, uh, hoping that Johnny and Samantha would get here before we got to their law pick, but they're not here and screw them. Um, so we're just going to do it. Um, Jeanette, you gave me a face like that was like too aggressive. Screw them. I don't care. Um, wow. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. I love Johnny and Sandra. Um, so, um, Johnny's topic, though, before he, or Lopic, as it were, um, before we lost him because he is trying to get his son to go to sleep, and hopefully they will be joining us shortly, um, was your craziest impulse buy or the most ridiculous impulse buy that you've made. Um, so for me, I think it was always... I, I, I made the terrible mistake of doing like having these two particular jobs which were one i worked at a pot dispensary and two i worked at a fishing tackle store now those are the two things that i most want to spend my money on so when i worked at the pot dispensary i would spend all my money on pot when i worked at the tackle store i would be looking at the cool new rods and reels and spend all my money on that and, and so it was just a total waste of time. I shouldn't have been working there because they just sucked all the income that they gave me right back into the business. But that's that's going to have to be my favorite or my, my worst impulse buy. So who else has got some? Is there any such thing as a cool new rod and reel? Yes. No. Yes. No. Super neat, like bigger bigger gearing and a smaller compact real body you know point i was making is it's not cool jeff it's cool cool. and i was going to explain how cool it was thank you and i'm that's why i'm stopping it next (laughs) i'm partial to a big real body that's just (laughs) (laughs) jeanette's a size queen (laughs) same (laughs) does anyone else have something to contribute uh, I have an impulse buy. Um, I was walking through a store and I was looking at an Alexander Wang bag, and it's it's not, about, it's not about the size of your Wang, but it was it was nice. Um, and um, this lady goes to me, "Oh, honey, we have lay by," and I was like, "Fuck you!" And so I bought it right there, and then I didn't even want it. But I bought it because she had to shame me out of it. Wait, so, wait, wait. So she, I, I misheard. She came up and told you. They have layaway just yeah. out of nowhere without you asking? Yeah. Oh, I would have bought it on the spot too. Yes, yeah, so I did. What a slag. 
Well, exactly, Kij. What an absolute slag. <laughs> this old dinosaur bitch. I was so offended <laughs> that I spent $1,200. Fuck her. Ah, uh, me. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> it's cheat day. I'm having a can of Coke. I am absolutely sassy as hell right now. Yes. <laughs> Jeanette, what do you got? <laughs> I think I happen to be one of the most pitiful um, impulse by people on the face of the earth because I do get hung up on things like free shipping and, you know, how long it's going to take to get the item. So sometimes I'll just load my card and at the end it's like, okay, I'm not getting anything. But the few times that I have done it, it's uh, like my last impulse buy was thanks to Morgan and Pam and it was the Ivy Park forum mids that I showed you guys earlier that was my impulse buy and uh, yeah that'll probably last me for the rest of the year (laughs) that's a great buy buy. Mm -hmm. I consider them a fashion investment even though I am not a fashionable person but uh, you know when I when I die bury me in those shoes Correct. All right, let's go out to Pal. What do you got, Pal? Uh, Earlier I was talking about I got a tattoo on, it was a Friday the 13th tattoo. So it being Friday the 13th, I got a 13 and uh, it's Wilt Chamberlain's number. Uh, You can barely see it now. It looks kind of black, but it's it's got the purple outlining of the number. Um, I'll show it again. I know I showed it earlier. And I explained, I got this tattoo right here. And through my weight loss and like my skin tightening, it came all the way down to over here. So about that much of a gap. But wow. I, I should point out for, you know, I, I think a lot of people know Chris uh, through his story from like the weight loss thing, and everything. But this dude is kicked ass more than any of us will ever kick ass. So plus, 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 like Jeanette and I need another another person out here because it, it is it's 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 few and far between of course of course i've loved i've loved you guys talking to like the cam brothers that was really funny um that was me kind of commenting mm-hmm. a lot throughout the whole uh what is it late night happy hour which was really fun um it's, you know thanks for having me and thank you for the kind words as well uh you know mama mentality that's kind of what i used to really like focus and lose a lot of weight you know yeah well appreciate it man and um and Jeanette's a a secret heat lifer just so you know (laughs) she is not and don't you say that about her dude uh Tobin agreed we'll hear about that later no 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 read the chat it's pretty clear in the chat she is Lakers Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining us again tonight on Laughter the Club. Once again, we had Jeanette, we had Pamela. Um, thank you, Pam, for staying awake this long. We sincerely thank appreciate you, it. Pam. Um, thank you, Pam. Uh, we had Drake earlier. He has dipped off a little bit early. We have Kish. Drake's a dish, guys. Oh, yeah. He uh, is a dish. Um, and Morgan from Australia joining us a little bit late there, but better late than never. We love um, you, Margie. Mind your sass. Thank you very much. Um, so thank you. Do you again think for you are the lady from Alexander Wang? 
Whoa. <laughs> Thank you, dinosaur bitch. 